Who's ready for the word tonight? That was four people. I said, who is ready for the word tonight? Let's do this. Pull out your Bibles. We're reading from the book of Luke. Book of Luke. Hey, guys, all the way in the back, I see if you're talking. Let's keep our eyes up here. We're reading from the book of Luke. And check this out. If you do not have a Bible after service on your way out, we have a stand full of Bibles. So if you need a Bible, we want you to grab a Bible. And um, if you haven't phone, then you can use your tablet or iPhone for the Bible app. We're reading from the book of Luke. Um, and anybody like to take notes during church? Come on, who loves to take notes? Man, we love to take notes. So we love to do. What's the best way to study for a test? Notes. When the test of life hits you, right? When life comes out of nowhere and hits you, what are you going to do? You turn to your Bible and you say, wait a minute, I think we spoke about that one night. You know, when, when, when someone's hit me up and they're thirsty, wait, we, we spoke about that. Don't be thirsty somewhere and you turn to your notes and it's just awesome. So we take notes here. The title of tonight's sermon is this, He is After Me. Come on, He is After Me. He's After Me. He's After Me. We're reading from the book of Luke 15. We're starting from verses 1 through 7. If you have it, say Amen. All right, so pull out your Bibles. Again, after service tonight, on your way out, we have a bunch of Bibles for you to grab. So we want you to take a Bible, and we want to read our Bibles. So if you don't have a Bible tonight and you don't have a phone, uh, just look up to the screen. So we're going to read together. So this is Luke. This is the New Testament, right? So here we go. You guys there? All right, here we go. Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teacher of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Pause. If you think Jesus hates you because you're a sinner, uh, read your Bible. If you think that Jesus is pushing you away because you keep sinning away, read your Bible because he loves you and he's for you and your sin, your dirt, come on, your history, your past, it might push some people away, but it ain't pushing Jesus away. So Jesus is for you no matter who you are in this room tonight. Read your Bible. He, he loves them. And, and, they, and, they, and they said amongst, among, amongst each other, they said, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And then Jesus told them this parable. So Jesus is so awesome. He reads their minds. He's like, you know what? I'm going to tell a story. Jesus tells this parable. He says this. Suppose one of you has 100 sheep and loses one of them, right? So you had 99 now and one is gone. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. Verse 7 says this. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. Title tonight's sermon, He's After Me. Write it down. Come on. I want you to say it out loud. Come on. He's after me. That's, not, that's seven people. Come on. He's after me. You got to believe that tonight. With a little bit more swag in your step. Christians nowadays, they're way too, oh, I'm humble. You know, no, 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 no. The God of all the universe is after me. I got to walk with a little bit more pimp in my step. I got to talk with just a little bit more authority. Because listen, God, he's so awesome. But you cannot overlook the fact that he loves you unconditionally. 
I don't know about you, but like the love story nowadays. Um, who's in for like an off loves good love stories? All right, that's always awesome. And you know what? My thing is, check this out. I challenge love stories all the time. I challenge them all the time. Like, is Aladdin still with that girl on the rug? Like, are they still flying? Right? They get married. It's awesome. No problems. Are they still riding dirty? You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? Is Cinderella and Prince Charming, are they still kicking it off? Like, her feet are probably, like, bigger now, you know, because she, she's pregnant. So it don't fit in that glass slipper. It don't fit in the slipper no more. You know, she got a little bit to a step, you know what I mean? So much stuff happens in life. So you see these love stories. And, man, I don't know about you, but I challenge them. Yeah, what, what's happening now? How many of y'all know getting married is not the ending of your life with someone? It's actually the beginning. And you start every day. Now that morning breath is kind of like fighting the pretty face. Like, whoa. You're pretty and it's like, hello. Like, whoa. I challenge perfect love stories. So this is kind of how it goes. So I kind of made one up. So like, guy says I love you. And like the perfect love story, the girl's never really into it, right? She's always like, no, no. But in real life, that doesn't really happen. All right. Um, so the guy's like, I love you. Right? And she's like, no, 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 no. We're only young. I'm young and stupid. I want to live. And then, no, no, no. I love you. I love you. I love you. Right? And then she kind of goes into it. And then he like messes up big, right? Like he, he leaves her hanging. Right? He just, the guy's always messing up sometimes. Like, right? He's always messing up. Guys are so dumb, right? They're so dumb. Guys just mess up. Check this out, fellas, fellas. Even if you do nothing, you messed up. You did nothing. Why weren't you there? It might not even be you doing something. It's the fact that you did nothing. I'm preaching to somebody in this house tonight. He does something. And guys, you always do something even if you do nothing. Right? And then what do you have to do? The guy, he has to match that, right? So he matches that something, which may be nothing. He matches that with doing what? Doing something good. And then all the girls go, every movie, it happens. You hear it in the movie theaters, right? He shows up. He shows up late, right, to her house. But, like, he has, like, the flowers and the chocolates. And, and he was, like, running on the way, but he slipped in a puddle, so he's wet. And you're like, I love him when he's wet, right? Don't take that weirdly. It was so, and, then, and then he says these words. Check this out. He says these words. He says this. Listen. He goes, I will always love you the end happily ever after. And I challenge that. I always challenge. Did anybody challenge that? Like, I don't know about you, but I see awesome couples, right? I see awesome couples. I'm like, man, they're, they're so awesome. But, man, there's so much I don't know about. Like, there has to be. You know, some arguments I don't know about. Like, I challenge everything. And here's why. Because of what I've been through and what I know of is how I see other different types of love. I question that in sickness and in health. Really? In sickness and in health? Really? In sickness and in health. When he's healthy and he is very, very sick, like, you walk in the room and you just smell sick. You know what that smells like, sick? It smells like mocos and sweat. <laughs> and laying in bed for a week. That's what's in sickness and in health, in all seasons, in every circumstance. Do you really love her? Do you really love him? And here's the thing, y'all. I want you to catch this. We challenge the idea of unconditional love because we're conditional people. We challenge the idea. We say, I know myself, so 
no, 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 you can't, you can't still be in love with him because he did that to you. Oh, no, no, I know how I work, and I would not give her that many chances. Oh, I know how I am, and I would never have taken him back after that. Oh, I know how I am, and me, 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 me. Listen, first point tonight, never let your limitations limit God in your life. The same way we do that with people, we do that with God. And we say, listen, if you mess with me once, you're pretty good. Mess with me twice, call my dad on you, it's over. Mess with me three times, you are probably going to be wiped out of the face of this earth. And we take those expectations, those limitations, and we place them on God. I sinned one time, he probably still loves me. Man, I sinned again on the same thing. He probably still cares for me. Probably, I don't know. The same night of church, after night I mess up, man, he hates me. He neglects me. He pushed me away. He has to not love me. But listen, never let your limitations on life limit God in your life. Because the bottom of the line is this. God is not like you and me. He is not like you and me. You can make some noise for that. I don't know about you. He's not like you and me. This is what he is. You know what God is? He's an all or nothing God. He's an all or nothing God. We're not all or nothing people. I'm not going to love you all the time. If you hurt me three times, I'm going to pull back. If you hurt me that many times, if you do something bad, I probably won't love you completely as I did when I said I would first love you. We're not all or nothing people, but God is an all or nothing God to the points that he says this. Listen, I'd rather you be hot in love with me or cold away from me, but playing in the lukewarm temperature, I vomit you out of my mouth. Those are words from God. Like he is not okay with being second place in your life. Many of you being convicted because you got some things in the way of God in your life. Listen, God's not good at being second place. God is not good at being a sub. God is not good at being one of the other things in life. Listen, he's an all or nothing God is who he is. So I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. It can't be girlfriend, dreams, then God. No, no, no. He's not at the same level with none of that. And he's saying literally through his word, he says, listen, if you are hot, stay hot. If you're cold and you don't love me and you want to walk away, then be cold. But to be in the middle, man, you do something to my stomach. God is an all or nothing God. We play church games sometimes. And God's like, no, no, no. I'm not about these games. Listen, I am not like you. I am not like you. I'm all or I'm nothing. Listen, I want all of you or I want none of you. Listen, the rich and powerful of this world, we see them as big. The celebrities, the people with the most followers, we place them as what? As prestige over all of us, right? And I feel like God is like, okay, okay, okay. You guys work this way. I work this way. He's not like me and you. He's not. He doesn't see the world how we see it. We think the rich and powerful rule the world. But man, I don't know about you, but in my Bible it says that God reaches out to those furthest away from him, th those broken. I, to translate that to modern language, if there's a homeless man sleeping on the street and accepts Jesus, man, God is beginning to whisper his plans for his life and tell that homeless man, listen, you may be poor in this world, but in my world, come on, in my heaven, you will be lifted up and you will be in the place of the holy of holies. Listen, God does not work like you and me. God says this mess me up, if you hurt me, listen, I still love you. How many times do you give, on, give up on people that hurt you? How many times do we give up? And this is what's amazing with God, that he died for people that still today curse him. 
People that curse God's name, he still loves, he still died for, he still has blood for them, he still has love for them. Second point tonight is this. Listen, God says, I will always love you. Come on, throw it up, throw it up. I will always love you. He's not like you and me, and he's not conditional. Based on how you're loving him does not affect the way he loves you. Listen, God is saying to you tonight, I will always love you. I will always love you. Come on, do you receive that tonight? I will always love you. I will always love you. Who am I talking to tonight? I will always love you. I will always love you no matter what, no matter how you look, no matter how you smell, no matter if you keep messing up on the same thing. I will always love you. But we've been convinced the wrong thing about God because our limitations on life, on how we love people, we place them on God. And we say these things, God's mad at us. There's not enough grace. God's grace will eventually run out. That's a lie from the devil. God's grace will eventually, right, it'll run out. God's forgiveness for me will eventually, if I keep it up, it would eventually run out. That's a lie. And because that's how we treat people, we take those limitations and we place them on God. He has a short temper with me. God has a short temper. He can't love me 24-7. That may be the definition of your past relationship, but that's not the definition of God. That may be your definition of how you treat people, but that's not the definition of God. In fact, my Bible says in Romans 8, 35-37, it says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, or rulers, nor present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor hide or death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. He loves you. It's a simple message tonight. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you so much he doesn't want separation. My next point tonight is this. God is not okay with a long-distance relationship. He's not okay with that. God is not cool with once a week. No, no, no. He's saying, I want more than that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cool with just once a week. No, no, no. I want, I want a little bit more than that. And I don't know if you've been in a long-distance relationship before, but it's the worst. If you really love that person... If you really love that person you're in a long-distance relationship with, it sucks. If you're with someone you kind of like, ah, three days not talking might be all right. Not seeing him all the time might be okay. But listen, God's saying, listen, nothing can separate you from my love. Nothing can separate you from my love. This long-distance thing, listen, I hate it. This Friday-only relationship is not working out for me. And listen, I'll only go through the door, through, through the space you allow me to go through. I'm a gentleman. I'm not going to bust the door open. If you give me 10%, I'll work with 10%. But listen, I want 100% of who you are. I want 100% of what you have to offer. Who are you replacing God with in your life? What are you replacing God with in your life? Because he's not good at being number two. He's definitely not good at being a side chick. Listen, he wants to be the Lord of your life. He wants to be with you every day of your life. You can make some noise for that. Because Jesus, he wants more than a Friday relationship. He wants more than 15-minute worship sets. 
He wants more than one day of your week. He wants to walk with you for all of your days and every moment of your life. He wants to walk with you. And here's the thing. Some of us, we play church so well, right? We come in here, and man, we... And I'm not trying. I'm, I'm not trying your worship, but I'm just saying. Listen, God says whatever you exalt in public, man. If it's not matched in the private, you know me in public, but do you know me in the private? Come on, you praising my name in public, but in the private you're cursing my name. Tonight is a reminder to all of us, man. God wants to take you so far in life. And he wants to do something in every area of your life. But the problem is that you don't have God over your life. You kind of have him at everything else's level. And you say, God, reach over here to do something. God's like, make me Lord of your life. Say, God, do something over here. He's like, no, no, no. Make me Lord of your life. Listen, I love you so much. And I want more of you. And I love this parable. It's the perfect example of, of, of perfect love. This unconditional love. I love that. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country? Let's fast forward to verse 7. I'll tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. That is crazy. Like, put that, put that whole parable, put yourself in there. You have 99 sheep. Understand that cattle back in the day is equivalent to money nowadays. Let's think about that for a second. The more land you had back in the day was the more money you had. And the more the more animals you had, that kind of you know gave you an estimate of how rich you were. So he says, yo, you got 99 sheep and you lose one. He says, no, no, no. I, I go after the one. Let's replace sheep, right? $99. How many of you guys ever had $99? Four people. It's all right. It's all right. It's, it's the middle school, high school service. It's, I totally understand. I'm not judging. No. $99, y'all. That's a lot of money. Like 40 bucks is a lot of money. $99 is a lot of money. Imagine you had $99 and you lost one. Would you trip over that $1? Heck no. I got 99 more. I'll pick up some change around in my house. Let's take dollars. Let's put pairs of shoes. Anybody love shoes in here? Shoes. Ladies got like 50 heels. This might be applicable. Let's say you had 99 pairs of sneakers and you lost one. One pair of sneakers and you got 99 pairs left. Will you lose sleep over that one pair of sneakers? All right. That didn't go the way I planned it to go. She said, heck yeah, I'll go lose sleep. That's, that's one pair of green sneakers. The only green sneakers I have. <laughs> I wear them every day. This is what Jesus is doing. He said, listen, you got 99. I will ditch the foul 99 for the one lost. I would ditch any day lost. I'm sorry, found sheep. I would ditch any day to go after the one lost. I would ditch $99 to go find $1. I would ditch 99 pairs of sneakers, ditch them, leave them in the street to be available for everyone, then go 
And I'd rather go and find that one. Listen, if you are lost from God tonight, you feel like that relationship could be better. You feel like you and God have this disconnect. Listen, he is after you. Who am I talking to tonight? If you feel like you're far from God, he's after you. If you feel like he's not the Lord of your life, listen, he is after you. He's chasing after you. He's pleading. Come on, come on. You can make it. Come on. Just love me a little bit more. Have you ever been woken up in the middle of the night and knew it was God? Like you knew it? Like you felt like he just said, yo. And you're like, no, that wasn't God. I'm going back to sleep. Listen, God is crazy for you. He's ecstatic for you. He's madly in love with you. And some of y'all, that should overwhelm you. Because all the love we kind of know with people is conditional. But man, God is offering you unconditional love tonight. Let's all stand up on our feet tonight. We are loved by a God that goes after us. Let's have the worship team up. Man, every single week, can I have all eyes up here, please? Can everybody up here? Every single week, we open up the floor. We open up the floor at the end of the service uh, for salvation to happen. And salvation is just a fancy word for people coming back home to Jesus. And everybody says, amen. We are loved by a God that goes after us. And here's the thing. When you understand that God wants all of you, if there's some of you that is not surrendered, man, he wants you to surrender it. I'm going to say that again. When you understand that God wants all that you are, everything you have to bring, he wants it. He loves you. When you understand that, you have to come to a place where you say, listen, I got some stuff that I'm not giving to God. I got some stuff that I'm not placing in the hands of God. But check this out. His rescuing, God's love and reach after you begs for repentance. I'm going to say it again. God's love for you and his reach after you. You know what that calls for for me and you? It calls us to repentance. It calls us to say, God, whatever it is in my life that's in the way, can you remove it? God, I submit it to you. Every head bow, every eye closed in the room tonight. To fully surrender to God is to repent of your sin. I'm going to say it again. So you can fully surrender to God. That means to completely repent of your sin. Listen, God wants to move in you. Come on, every head bow, every eye closed. Listen, God is tired of being a Friday God. God is tired of 30 minutes a week. Come on, how much more do we watch Netflix? How much more are we on Instagram? How much more are we talking to our friends? Listen, God is like, I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you like your friends know you. I want to know your favorite color. I want to know the things you like, the things you don't like. I'm crazy for you. Here's the question tonight. Every head bow, every eye closed. Will you take God outside of church? Will you take God and match his love for you? He's not okay with being long distance. He's not okay with being once a week. He wants to invade every moment of your entire life. He wants it. He wants it. Come on, do you feel his love in the room tonight? I can't explain it. But man, I feel the Holy Spirit all over this place. Come on, he wants it. He wants it. What do you have that is not given to God? Because he wants it. He loves you. He's calling you by name tonight. He's saying, come home. Come home. 
On the count of three, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you want Jesus tonight, if you want to say, God, I'm ready to surrender. If you want to say, God, I'm ready to make this decision to live for you for real this time. On the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up, right? No one's judging you. No one's looking around. It's just you and God. If you want Jesus, one, two, three. Shoot your hand up right now in this place. If you want a relationship with God, if you, if you want salvation in the room tonight, come on, keep your hands up. One, come on, that's one person. Two, three, four, five. Five salvations in the house tonight. Come on. You can go ahead and put your hands down. What I want you to do right now is grab the hands of the person next to you. Grab that hand of the person next to you. Let's bridge the aisles. Come on, let's bridge the aisles. Come on, come on. We're going to pray this prayer of salvation. One second. We're going to pray this prayer of salvation. And when we pray this prayer, I want you to pray with everything you have. If you made that decision tonight, come on, say this prayer with us. Come on, every head bow, every eye close from the front to the back. Come on, everyone say Jesus. Come on, say it like you have everything in your heart. Say Jesus. I repent of my sins. I receive your love, God. I receive your son, Jesus. God, tonight I start following you. Come on, God, tonight I decide to live for you. Remove anything in the way. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody says. Come on, everybody says. You can make some noise for that. 